This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat. bat. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, I sit down with a Yankee legend, three-time All-Star and a two-time World Series champion in 1978. He was the World Series MVP, hit one of the biggest home runs in Yankee history, and I'm excited. He's sitting down with the Boone Podcast. Welcome, Bucky Dent. Bucky, thanks for coming on the program. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. Love to talk baseball. Okay, I've got to clear something up. I when I when I finished playing, I did a beef jerky commercial. When I was playing, I had a buddy John Ashton who plays Taggart in uh, Beverly Hills Cops. I was in San Diego, and they wanted t- him and the whole production crew. They were filming a movie, and uh, I said they the producer came up and he asked if he could get twelve tickets for everybody. And I said, wait a minute. I said, what am I going to get for that? I want to part in your movie. So, and I said, and I have to have a star on my trailer when I show up. I did the whole thing. I played a cop. I, I was a fish out of water. It was the weirdest thing I've ever done, but it was fun. I think the movie went, went straight to video. Okay. Pinup poster I want to know about. The Playgirl shot in the, uh, in the bathing suit. And you were, also, you were also the love interest on a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader movie. Give me those three. Well, the first one I did was the um, 78. Uh, I did the uh, after the World Series, I did the uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader movie. And I was the same way like you fish out of the water, you know, but uh, it was fun. I learned a lot of, about, you know, different things because I used to like to go and watch, you know, I used to like to, you know, watch the the people shooting scenes and stuff, stuff like that. But uh, the poster came about after I got back. Um they wanted me to do a poster and I went to the stadium that day and there was actually, they had taken all our uniforms out and I only had shorts and a cutoff shirt and uh, it was about 30 degrees. So, so I had my sweatsuit on. So we walked out and uh, I said, okay, let's go. And just took it off and just started holding the bat, doing some different things. And uh, they wound up picking the one picture that uh, wound up uh, becoming the poster. But uh I think it sold like a hundred thousand the first month, but the guy that owned the rights to it passed away. So it kind of got caught in limbo. So they only wound up selling like a hundred thousand of them, but uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an experience. You played for 
you know, I played against him for a long time. Never played for the Yankees. I always, I always thought in the back of my mind, you know, at the end of my career, because I always loved, I love New York. There was nothing like it. Um, and I was just kind of watch you guys from afar. You know, we played in different, different eras, but, but um, I played for a real eccentric owner in the mid nineties, Marge shot with the Cincinnati Reds. And it was, there's so many stories. <laughs> it's unbelievable, but you played for, for the boss Steinbrenner. Just want to know a little bit about him as a, as a, let me just tell you, as an opposing player, we would look at the New York Yankees and Steinbrenner and you never know what he's going to do next. And, and uh, you know, say some outrageous things as a player that played for a lot of different owners, some that wanted to win, some that didn't really care. And we're basically there to count up the rubles and make sure we're all right at the end. As a player, I don't know whether you agree with me or not. All we care about when we're in that for a small time in our life, we're in that room together downstairs. All we care about is winning. So I always used to sit there for the critics of Steinbrenner and say, well, I'll tell you what, as a player, I know at the end of the day, he wants to win as much as anybody out there. And he's going to do it. He's going to go to great lengths to do it. Now, what comes with that is pretty critical owner. If you're not playing well, you might be on the cover of the sports page with your owner blasting you as a player. I didn't care. I would take that in return for, I know going into each and every year, the, the, the big boy, the guy upstairs has got my back and all he cares about is winning. And I can deal with all the, all the sideshow. Give me a little bit about George Steinbrenner. You played for him. You managed under him. Love you got it. hired, you got fired. I got Just hired, like everybody got fired, does. You know, uh, I loved playing for him. Like you said, he wanted to win. And I think, you know, when you go over there, I got traded over in 77. I had met him in 73 when I was playing with the White Sox. Uh, I was a rookie. I went to a Bulls basketball game. Never been to a basketball game before. And uh, sitting there, and uh, these four guys walk up in front of me, and they sit down, and the guy sitting next to me, my buddy, goes, you know who that is? And I go, no. He goes, that's the owner of the New York Yankees. He's suspended right now. You want to meet him? I said, sure. So I tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around. I said, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner, I'm shortstop for the White Sox, Bucky Denton. He goes, I've been trying to get you, kid. And I started smiling because the Yankees were my team. But as far as an owner, when I got traded over there, I think anybody that goes to New York when he was the owner understood the bottom line was it was to win. And like you said, he was going to call you out if you weren't playing well or if you weren't, you know, doing the things that he wanted you to do. Uh, you know, he was very uh, passionate about the Yankees. You wore your uniform right. You cut your hair. You know, he had rules that he wanted you to go by. But as far as winning, he was going to do everything possible to put a team on the field that was going to win. And uh, and he did, you know, in uh, uh, 76, they lost, you know, uh, to the big red machine. Then I came in over there in 77. Reggie came over in 77. And, um, you know, we won his first championship in 77. Then we went on to win in 78. But, you know, he was a guy that, you know, you knew the ground rules when you played there. You know, I knew when I took over to manage – when I came up from AAA that the bottom line was was to win. You know, the only one thing that when I took the team, I told them, I said, this team is not very good right now. And we're we're light in the minor league because I was a triple A manager. It's going to take time. But he does. He does. He didn't have patience, you know, so um, I wound up getting fired like everybody else. But I love playing for him. Um, he, he was passionate. He, he was going to do everything possible to make you winners. And um, and that's what he did. 
and and I and he he loved his players. Um, you know, even when I retired and left and came back and managed and uh, in the minor leagues for him and stuff like that, he took care of his players. He he loved his players, and uh, uh, I, I got nothing but respect for the guy. I, I love playing for him. Now, guy that that was a big part of uh, my life and and my career, and and uh, you know, I always guys that come on the show all the time. There's always a, a story. Uh, was Lou Pinella. I played for him in Seattle, and to this day, one of one of the fav- one of my favorite men in all 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 the game. You know, I came up uh, early in my career. I got a chance to play for Lou, and we we couldn't be farther apart. <laughs> I mean, we we're going to fisticuffs, and the second time around with Lou, I was a veteran player. Uh, it was a different story, and it, it just. I love Lou. He's the best. I haven't had too many people, though. A lot of my colleagues, a lot of my peers, a lot of my teammates played for Lou, played against Lou as a manager. But I haven't had too many uh, recounts of of as a teammate. Lou is a player. Lou is a player. I tell you what, very smart, outstanding hitter. You know, he he loved the game. Um, He was really a lot better outfielder than people give him credit for it. You know, he didn't run very fast, but he was a really good base runner. He uh, got great jumps on, on balls in the outfield. He was uh, a guy that would make you laugh because of the things that he would scream at the pitchers. And uh, he was a fiery competitor and that's the way he played. Uh, he, um, when he managed, I think he managed a lot like Billy Martin. I mean, he, he was a, he just didn't like to lose. Uh, he was a tremendous competitor and a great teammate, and I love him. And when we get together at Old Timers Day or whenever we get around and he starts telling stories, he is hilarious. I'm telling you what, he's got some of the funniest stories uh, that I've ever heard. But a great there's player. A, there's only one Lou. There's, there's only, only one. one Lou. <laughs> there's you know, only I, one. I remember, I remember when we were playing you guys, and uh, he, he just would make me chuckle. You know, I'm coaching with Texas. and Yeah, 01. 01 yeah. was Last year with Texas, yeah. Yeah, we're going in, in, in 96. 96, we're going for the pennant. We're playing you guys the last week of the season. And we go in there, and I think we had maybe a one or two game lead. And uh, the first night, we're playing, and the pitcher got in trouble in the first inning, and he ran. He sent two guys down to start warming up. You know, it's almost like he had two guys warming up every inning, you know, for that for that game. And so the next day I walked over to him and I said, you know, I said, Hey, I said, you had that bullpen going pretty quick last night. And he goes, let me tell you something. If I had 10 mounds, I would have had 10 pitchers warming up down there, <laughs> you know, but that's the way he was, you know, I mean, he just didn't like to lose. And uh, he, he was a, just a fiery competitor and I love playing with him. He, he, he was the best. I mean, he just, he, I'll tell you this, this is what I found out. I cracked him finally. The bottom line is if if Lou respects you as a player yep. and he respects you as a man, he will take a bullet for you. If he doesn't, man, I, and I've seen some teammates of mine and I've seen certain personalities throughout the years that he's dealt with. If he doesn't respect you in both, <laughs> in oh, both yeah. categories, it might be a long year for you and, and you're not going to be around very long. That's how Lou was. And, and, you know, I tried to explain to new guys coming in. This is this is what you got with Skip, right? And uh, you know, some guys were were his cup of tea, some weren't. You know, I saw a lot of young players 
uh, he got rid of because because of that. You know, he didn't he didn't want any part of him. But uh, yeah, Lou, awesome, quick yeah. rapid fire, and I want to get into to your career and and uh, your travels. Just some of your teammates, because I'm a kid in the '70s. You know, my dad's playing for the Phillies, and right. and some of my fondest memories to this to this day. You know, obviously, I have a lot as a player, and we always, you know, the time we played is always the best. But I'll tell you, a lot, still, a lot of my fondest memories are going to the ballpark as a little kid, watching the the, the teams of the '70s. It was a different for me. It was the golden era of baseball. I mean, probably because it was my childhood, but I just loved it, and. Uh, you over in in New York, you had some some unbelievable guys. Uh, we have we've had Reggie on the on the on the podcast, and he went on and on as only Reggie can do. But I just wanted to talk about a few guys. I got a I got a story for you about Billy, and and the only time I ever met Billy Martin, and it's it's pretty funny. But just a quick rapid fire: Thurman Munson, great, great, tough player. Uh, love playing with them. I, I love playing with all the guys that I played with in New York. I mean, they were just baseball players. And Thurman was a, a, a great leader, a great captain. He was a he was a guy that could uh, sarcastically say something to you that would like catch you off guard, you know. But and it would anger you. But it, you knew what he was doing, you know. Like he would walk up to you, and if you were struggling a little bit, you know, around the batting cage, and he'd look at you and go, "Are you trying?" You know, I mean, just say things to you and uh, break the ice. But uh, love playing with, played hurt, tough, tough as nails. One of the toughest guys I ever played with. But uh, he he was a great guy. I loved him. Ron Guidry. Oh, Gator's my man. You know, uh, I stay in, I talked to him quite a bit. But uh, probably uh, uh, one of the greatest years I've ever seen a pitcher in 1978. He was just electric, just dominant. And uh, uh a great guy and, um, you know, one of the, the best lefties that I played with. Reggie. Reggie. I love Reggie. You know, Reggie and I got along real well because he actually got traded. You know, he came over and went to spring training in 77. I got traded the last day of spring training. So I came over and, um, we both were kind of like in the same boat, you know, Billy didn't care for him. And for some reason, Billy didn't care for me either, you know? So we were, we got along really, really well. He's a guy that, um, look, he's a big, he was a big game player. Um, Reggie was, has always been Reggie, but again, I, I love playing with Reggie, you know, I mean, uh, uh, just, you know, enjoy playing with him. And Billy Martin. I mean, I've had, uh, I, I, and I'll tell you quick, I, I was in Anaheim. This is, uh, when my dad was with the angels and I worked in the visiting clubhouse and the Yankees came to town. I was like the ball boy down a right field line. So I was kind of there, you know, how the clubhouse kids are, we're kind of at your disposal as players and players would have me run errands for them. I'm, you know, I'm in the back doing laundry. Billy Martin has no idea that my dad's catching for the angels just thinks I'm a clubhouse kid, which I kind of liked it. That, that was the way I wanted to be treated. He said, Hey kid, come here. I said, all right. I'm like 15. Mm -hmm. Says, I need you to go upstairs to level three, ask for just for argument's sake, I'll say Julie, Tell her Billy needs his vodka. <laughs> Billy Martin's town, what, whatever. I, I just want a tip, you know. Right. <clears throat> I run up there. I get it done. I come back. You can give him his vodka. Everything's. I tell dad the story on the way home from the ballpark that night. And dad ain't having it. He goes, 
you're going to tell it, Billy Martin's not going to have my 15 year old son running booze for him all over next day. Here comes my dad. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to get fired <laughs> big, you know, not, not, not a fighter, a dust up, but dad gets in his face. And don't you ever, t-, you know, and Billy's like, I didn't know that was your son, Bob and this and right. that. I thought he just works here, right. which, you know, if, if, when we go as players, we go somewhere, we don't sit there and calculate, Hey, can I see your ID? So I can ask you to go get, get me something that you need right. to be over 21. I don't really think it was Billy's fault. Just how kind of my dad was that straight arrow, just do it by the book. And yeah, that was, that was my funny story about Billy Martin, but just, just anything on Billy quick line on Billy. Well, Billy, you know, look, Billy was a, was a good manager, you know, um, uh, a lot of guys liked playing for him. I, Played against him, you know, was with the White Sox, and then I was excited to go over there and play for him. But for some reason, um, he didn't really care for me or, or Reggie. Uh, when Goose came over, I don't think he cared for Goose either. Uh, but um, he was a guy that was a good game manager, but I didn't get along with him. My one of the favorite guys that I played for with the Yankees was Dick Hauser. Loved playing for Dick. Dick was a you know, a guy that was a, a good baseball guy, he let you play, you know, and he didn't, uh, he, if he had something to say to you, he'd come up and say to you, and he had a sarcasm way of saying it to you, but you got it. And I really enjoyed playing for him, but Billy was not one of my favorite managers I played for. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.